Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. It's about mine, too. Don't think I would do this if it wasn't about mine. My pleasure, my happiness, my sexuality gets increasingly better because the people that I interview influence me. I allow them to penetrate who I am, and I take it all in, and then I jumble it around and come out in my own way. And I'm hoping that you do the same when you listen to this show. Um, That's why I'm doing it. It's really about being sexier and happier and they go together. So today we are going to be talking about pleasure and blocks to pleasure. Like what is pleasure? Why we resist pleasure and, and how we can break through it. And I want to tell you a little bit about my guest My guest is Maria Palumbo, and she's a sex coach that teaches people how to access their innate sense of worthiness. She helps people create a life of desire and pleasure in the outside, in and outside of the bedroom. This is wonderful. So Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you, Lori. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. Me too. And and not hashtag me too. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Me too. Oh my God. So it's wonderful. You know, I, I, I talk about uh, making people, I have one of my taglines is I can teach you how to be confident and powerful inside and outside the bedroom. So in the boardroom and in the bedroom. Yes. so we're we like minds think alike. Um, so how did you like how did you come to this? Like how did you get empowered and get on a path that said, you know, I'm gonna be a sex coach? You know, I'm sure that your seventh grade guidance counselor didn't say to your parents, you know, Maria's gonna be a sex coach. She's gonna teach people about pleasure. I know that mine didn't, so I figure yours didn't either. I so love it. Yeah. How did, you, how did you get to this? How how did you come to this path? Um, Well, I lived a life very disconnected from my sex. I was very much in my heart chakra. Um, I was very much into loving, into giving, into being a good girl, good person, serving. I was very involved um, in a church. I led. I was very involved in all these different committees. And as a result, I wasn't deeply connected to my sex because I had trauma, sexual trauma that created a chasm between myself and my sex. And also I lived in a world that was in deep judgment of being fully alive sexually and what that looked like. There were so many rules and regulations that I had to really divorce my heart from my sex, pretend that I was just a, a mind and a heart intelligent, intellectual, going to grad school, being super smart, helping other people, doing mission work. And I had to forget that I was a sexual being in order to feel fully accepted by other people and also to feel fully accepted by myself. My breaking point was um, when I was about 18, 19, I was in a severe depression because I had 
I was uh, in a sexual relationship with the youth pastor of my church for years up until Mm -hmm. then. (laughs) I'm just saying, oh, not surprised. Okay. Yeah. Oh, you're not surprised. Yeah. Uh, Why? Why are you not surprised? Because it seems to me like in in fundamentalist religions, which, by the way, I was I luckily was not affected by religion in my life. That's one thing I consider that my parents did well. They they left that a lot out of my upbringing. Um, but uh, people that I know who have been in fundamentalist religions uh, on the sneak have always been having like sexuality with either the pastor, the pastor's son, you know, a choir person, you know, like whatever, and feeling like having a dual life, a totally split life that was hidden. Exactly. Um, it, it does happen very often. And it's because there's so much secrecy that I think whatever we repress in the church becomes really powerful and, and takes life on of its own. So I was in that relationship and I was coming out of that relationship and I was deeply depressed. And I thought to myself, I don't want to live a life in which I hate my body and in which I really don't feel loved or seen by other people. And I began this journey, like I was feeling suicidal. I was at the brink of myself and I decided to actually live more fully in my body because I knew that if I did that, if I started to really appreciate who I am and start to experience healing, well, then I could pass that forward. And other people who felt forgotten by religion or from God or felt dirty because of sexual abuse of some kind, those people would also get that they're meant to be here and we're all meant to create a whole new world where sex is beautiful and whole and not a sin. And I began this journey. And on that journey, Part of it was, again, what I was talking to before, which was the um, journey of my mind and my heart, becoming a good person, um, going to grad school and learning and studying and and making sure my skills were really strong. And not until recently did I uncover a new layer of my sex was understanding that my relationships didn't fit into the normal paradigm. And as a result, in order to be fully sexually expressed and fully alive, I would have to create relationships and sexual connections in a way that felt authentic and genuine to me. And because of that new shift, that's when my business took off. That's when my relationships took off. That's when everything took off because I just said yes to who I am and what I want. Yeah. So good. Oh my goodness. So it's like empowerment. It like it, well, how it feels is like sort of awakening, you know, being one way, then awakening, then coming out about it or coming out with it, like saying, wait a minute, I can't live the way they're saying to live. And then f- f- going from that, like the, like being the opposite or contrary to what it is, to now creating your own, like just being fully empowered to create your own lifestyle, your way, you know, which is amazing. Most people never get to that. So now I see how you got to coach and be how be what you're doing because you know you you're discovering your own way and your own layers and in that being able to help other people discover their own that's exactly it and yeah. for me it's been an embracing of creation but also death and grief because i've had to let go of a lot of expectations on myself and a lot of rules and regulations of what other people feel is right and what other people think is morality so I've noticed like the deeper I get and the more joy I get, there's also a layer of sadness because it's actually grieving the good girl whom everybody liked, but she was dead in her sex. Yeah, I totally get it. I only had a short period 
of time when I was like that. It's when I worked at Landmark Education. Yeah. I put my sex into my desk drawer. And I, you know, because a forum leader told me that I was seducing people when I was doing the introduction to what land, the landmark forum was. And I said, what? I wasn't seducing people. And he said, yeah, you were. And I didn't know what that was. I didn't know. I it was like, I was, I felt ashamed. And so I just like, you know, I was really successful there. And I just put my sexuality into a drawer and I didn't, I didn't. I didn't reach for it or anything, but actually it was still in me. And of course I was really successful because I was really sexy, but I wasn't purposely acting sexy. I just felt like I put it away. And then now if I look at it, you know, you know, I'm a Tantra master. I look back and I go, yeah, that guy was right. I was seducing everybody with my sexual energy, but at the time it seemed shameful. Mm. You know, it seemed like what? It was inappropriate. It didn't match. It didn't, you know, somehow he made me wrong for that. And so I, you know, I operated without my sexuality for a few years and it was, it felt terrible. It felt like I was like utilitarian or something. You know, I don't know. It was just awful. Mm -hmm. So yeah. 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 It's because it's our, our light, our life in our body. And when we have to divorce ourselves from it, like it's hard to function. We can't function. Like every other area of our light of our lives goes to the crapper essentially because we're not allowing ourselves to connect. It's like there it's sex is our light. And if we shut off the light in one area, the light goes off everywhere else. Like we can't expect ourselves to be like brilliant and have wonderful relationships and be making money, but also have shame in our sex. Like they, they, they're both connected. And that's why I do this work, which is to unclear any story or any um, judgment that sex is shameful or wrong and really claim the beauty, claim the power in it. So people can have the lives where they're lit up in like every area of their life, including their bedroom. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and that's why, I, I mean, literally, that's why I named the show Sex and Happiness. Because I, I don't believe people when they tell me they're not having sex and they're really happy. I'm just like, yeah. really? I can't even relate to that. I, I, how is that possible? Sex is the, whole, it's the whole aspect of creation. How is it that you can, where, you've shut down your creative life force and you're telling me that you're happy? I, I can't believe it. I, it's like, you know, it seems like a myth to me when people tell me that. So I, you know, I get it. You have to have that radiance and it has to be shining out through your, through your pores. That's it. That's totally it. And I, and I actually think it's really dangerous to say that I'm happy and not having healthy sex because I, I think oftentimes that means there's like a skeleton in the closet or like maybe there's some type of addiction happening because no matter what, we're going to have to get that itch scratched. We're going to have to get that fulfillment, that pleasure. And if we're not getting it through sex, but yet truly desiring it, well, then we're going to get it in a way that's going to hurt us or hurt other people. Yeah. It goes into the shadow. Yeah. Uh, and that's, uh, it's, that's sad. So yeah, that's good. It's, it's great. Thank you for sharing that with us. I mean, I've, you know, certainly I've had people on before who came from that. It's funny too. I just want to say when you were first speaking and you said you were totally heart based and, and in service. So, you know, in, in the, in my beginning days, I used to do some trade shows like body, mind and spirit show, um, 
Vitality Show in London, uh, the New Life Expo in New York, and people who are completely heart-based would come up to me, you know, at my booth, which was about sexuality, and they would, you know, offer me sessions, you know, like healing sessions and this and that, and I would look at them and go, no, there's no way I'm letting you touch me. And they would be like, why? And I'd say, because you're not integrated. You're mm. not. <laughs> you're, I can see your heart and your, the glow of it. And it's, you're so inflated from the waist up. And the waist down feels like shriveled to me. Like there's something in your eyes that's not connected. I, I would never let you touch me. Wow. Oh, I you love know? that. It's so fun. And it's crazy. Like I would just look at them and go, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, like I'm never letting anybody with just just the heart open touch me as a massage therapist or as some kind of healing practitioner because I know all the content they're not dealing with. And I don't want that to come out sideways, you know, in a session with me. Yeah. So, so when you were saying that I was smiling, I was thinking, oh yeah, I know the, I know people like that. <laughs> I don't, you know, and I want... I, I, I try to, you know, get them to look at this stuff. But anyway, that's, a, that's neither here nor there. We're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about, like, actually what you do. Like, someone calls you or someone comes to something that you're doing, a workshop. And how do you define pleasure and how do they actually go to work on it, you know, awesome. in your presence? So... If you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. Today, I'm interviewing Maria Palumbo, and she's a sex coach. And um, she teaches people how to access their innate sense of worthiness. I mean, let's, let's get real. That's so important. Most people don't feel enough. They don't feel lovable, you know, in the recesses of their own mind they're like always wondering if they're worthy of love and so let's when we come back we're going to talk about what does that mean to be worthy and to actually allow yourself to have pleasure so stay tuned we're coming right back did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright that you don't need to earn it or prove it you just need to live it i'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? attain the deepest feelings of intimacy do you want the best sex along with great happiness get your copy of sex and happiness the tantric laws of intimacy by Lori handlers right now you'll learn how to make love in the unknown 
take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handler's only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to butterflyworkshops.com. That's butterflyworkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness. If you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts, and it's created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single-dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back, and this is Sex and Happiness, and we're going to talk about, again today, how these two things go together. My guest is Maria Palumbo. So, Maria, how, so someone finds you, and they come to you. I don't know if you do, like, primarily one-on-one sessions, or you do some workshops. So, let's distinguish that. Let's distinguish pleasure, and then let's say, you know, someone comes to you, in one form or another, what do we do? What happens? Mm-hmm. So primarily, I'm focusing on one-on-one coaching. I am beginning to co-collaborate uh, workshops, but that's a little bit further down the road. So for one-on-one coaching, this is someone who is tired of living in a box, someone that feels a little burnt out, someone that has a lot of gifts and is very high level, meaning they have a lot to do in the world. However, there's something holding them back emotionally. There's something weighing on them that makes them feel unworthy of their joy, unworthy of what they want, unworthy of their desire. So they find me and they usually don't know why. A lot of women, most of the women are like, I'm just drawn to you. I just feel connected to your energy. I want what you have. I hate you. I'm jealous of you. Or, <laughs> or I love you. Like I get kind of all of that. And we yeah. hop on a call and... Um, <laughs> I do a, con- a consultation, which is 
them just discussing what is really important in their lives. Where are their gaps in their energy? Where are their leaks? Where are they giving away their power? And then we look at where they can reclaim their power and also what that means for their sex, what that means when they actually have interactions with others, either energetic interactions where they're utilizing their sex or actually um, sexual interactions where they're body to body with someone. We talk about how they can move their energy from and to those places of their lives and really draw from those places and, and breathe and create from those places instead of um, feeling ashamed of or cutting themselves off. So we discuss all of this in my consults, and by the end of the call, people have a really clear idea if they want to do a session or not. And then we hop on, we hop on a uh, an individual session. I'll schedule that, and the introductory session gives them a good idea of the work. And then from there, most people sign up, and we work together for like three to six months, diving into who they really want to be, like not what their mom said, not what their dad said, not what religion said, not what their ex said. It's like, okay, who are you beyond the stories that you keep telling yourself and how can you make a life? What do you want to change so your life aligns with the truth of who you are? So that is like fundamental. It's so important and um, it's great. I'm, so I'm getting mostly that you work with women. Yep. I do. Most of them are women. I'm actually beginning to work with a few men now. Um, so I'm, I'm expanding, but the majority of my clients have been women. It's usually women with severe trauma mm -hmm. and 99.9% .9 it's sexual trauma of some sort, some loss of power and agency around their body. Mm -hmm. People that have eating issues, sometimes addictions, depression, anxiety, and really, they all want to make an impact on the world. There's just a disconnect with their bodies that they're wanting to connect to and heal. And that's where I come in. Yeah. And I, I mean, there's so many women like that. There's so many women who have disempowerment, even if they're high power women, even if they're, you know, I call them cigar smoking boardroom women. Um, they have uh, often have a disconnect because uh, they've had to to make it in the world. They've had to to survive. They've had to to anything. There's a, there are a lot of women who use their sexuality, and then there's a lot of women like I did when I was partially in the corporate. Well, when I was in corporate, yeah, I hid. I hid behind suits and ties. I didn't want the corporate world to know who I really was because I was afraid of how powerful my sexuality was. Mm. You know? Yeah, and we're actually taught as women to divorce ourselves from the sex. Like if, if you want to be a good mom, well then you can also have great sex in a great primary relationship. And if you want to be a good business owner, well, pleasure is secondary. Like we're taught ever since we're little to, to be in action for other people instead of to receive pleasure. And as a result, it does impact how we show up in the world and how burnt out or how much we feel like we can hide or be ourselves. Yeah, that burnout piece. I mean, I literally, I left corporate when my body broke down. My body wouldn't have any more of it, wouldn't mm -hmm. have any more of me hiding. So I, you know, I, I was like... I was in terrible health and I was miserable. I was like on my knee. I was listening to a tape by Marion Williamson, which said, you know, when you're in total breakdown, just get on your knees and pray. Like I'm not religious in any sense of the word. I have never prayed in my life. And I was on my knees in my backyard. 
going like, what am I going to do? <laughs> I, this is terrible. I was like doing whatever form of what I thought prayer was. And um, all of a sudden, a friend of mine called and said, there's going to be a Tantra class hmm. in Silver Spring, Maryland, because I lived in Washington, D.C., so Silver Spring is like a suburb. And I, um, I, she said, there's going to be a Tantra class in Silver Spring, Maryland, and I think you need to go to it. And I went, yes, I'll go. You know, and it, that just, that one, the first day in the class changed my whole life. Like, I remembered who I was, you know. Hmm. A deep memory, not a memory of I remembered who I was from something that I knew before. It's like I remembered who I was on a cellular level. Like, oh, I'm real and I breathe and I and I feel and I I'm connected to all there is and I'm also in a I'm a, a female. I can you know I can have my sexuality. I can have it all back. I can have my body. But I didn't, you know, it was like I had been living so long trying to hide it that it just broke down. I love that. I, lo I love it how you returned to yourself and you gave yourself permission to have all the things and to reconnect. It's, it's almost like you were returning to yourself like before we're taught that we're sinful or before we're taught that there's anything wrong. It's like you returned to the essence of who you are when there's no judgment, but there's just love and joy and acceptance about being in your body. Yeah. It's exactly, and then to take it a step further, I mean, that was, that was Tantra class number one. Tantra class number two was in Mexico. It was like a week-long event in Mexico, and I remember coming into my first puja, which is a ceremony where the gods honor the goddesses. First of all, I didn't feel like a goddess. Everybody wore all these gossamer clothing, you know? I was like wearing a little cha-cha dress, and <laughs> because I didn't know, I mean, I had no idea. And I walked into this, to this ritual. And the first thing that happened were the men were kissing the feet of the women, like the mm -hmm. gods were honoring the goddess in each woman. And they, we had to stand before each one of them and they kissed our feet. And then they kissed our belly. And I cried. I just, I lost it. I, I went, do I deserve, am I worthy? Here's the question, worthy. Am I worthy of this honor? And I, I couldn't, it was like, it was almost painful to receive that kind of honor. Mm. And I, I, and I, you know, when I went home from that particular event, I put a hibiscus in my, you know, behind my ear. And I said, I'm going home and I'm changing everything. Like everything in my life is changing. My wardrobe, my hair, my body, my, the furniture in my house, how I live. Everything is changing. I'm changing it. I am going to live in the feminine. Hmm. And that was, you know, I don't know when that was. That was like 1997. Um, I have goosebumps listening to you speak this. You have like a, a visceral response? Yeah, I feel like uh, like a jumping in my heart. This, the edit. Yeah, this is so beautiful. I love this. You know, Nicole Daydone, um, she's a, a teacher in, in the realm of sexuality, and she says, you know, speaking to the part where you said about how it was almost painful, Nicole Daydone says, you know, we carry around shame for so long that when it's gone, we're like, ah, oh, I kind of miss it. Or like, <laughs> it kind of hurts to, to say goodbye. Yeah. 
By the way, Nicole's been on the show a couple of times, and she. Oh my goodness! We know each other really well. I mean, I, I, I've trained at One Taste, and I also do training for them. Like I go to their to the Nicole De Don intensives, and I do a few sections of. Oh my God. I'm going to start home in November. I'll be starting that training in uh, San Diego. Wow. Yeah. So we, she and I go way back. I was there in the beginning. So, um, yeah. So I didn't know that she said that, but yeah, we, well, whatever it is, whatever the part of us is that we're holding on to the shame, something that's like owned us. We didn't like, for me, it was anger. It wasn't shame, but for other people, it's shame for, for other people. It's different things, trauma, it owns us until we stop letting it own us. And then, then we can have it if we want it and need it, but we, but it doesn't have us anymore as in holding us hostage. Yeah. I actually think anger is just, is um, us transmitting our shame into blame. So it's like, instead of me feeling bad or instead of me being ashamed about myself, I'm going to make that person the problem. And I'm going to be pissed off and I'm going to create a whole identity over being pissed off. <laughs> yeah, that was me. So. <laughs> yeah, I think I do that more like in a, like a, a good girl. Like, oh, I know what's good for you. Like, I know what's best. It's like the, the shadow side of my coach is like, I know everything. <laughs> I can fix everything. It's great. I took, like, I could totally identify. So how do we just, so did we, how do we say, you know, it's like, what is the pleasure medicine? You know, like what, what, do, what do we say? What do you say to people? Like, how do you let them let it in? Mm-hmm. <sighs> that's a, that's a beautiful question. Um, part of that. So if someone asks me that, and so many words, we we're, we are all saying that. How do I give myself permission to just want what I want, right? To like want to let the soft animal of my body want what it wants, right? To how can I just let my body do what it needs to do without all this judgment? And first of all, what I'll say to a client is just allowing yourself to want at all is a big fucking deal in a society that tells us we're not allowed to want. I remember I had one client who said, Maria, I know I'm supposed to work with you. I know that, but I'm terrified because I don't know what I'm supposed to create. I don't know what I want. I don't know what my pleasure is because I've never let myself have pleasure so, and, or even want it. So her goal was to let herself want, mm. just to let herself desire and start to feel it in her body when she starts to crave, whether it be sex, whether it just be any type of pleasure, laughter or connection, touch, just starting to notice what happens in her body and, and saying yes to that, making expansiveness for that, which ultimately allows less space for trauma, shame and drama and all those other things and more space for the yes. Yes, I'm a yes to what I want. Yes, I'm eager to find out what that is. And yes, I'm, I'm going to go on a journey and I'm going to experience that and be open to whatever it is. So just to a big piece of this, the ground of this is allowing ourselves just to desire and crave at all. Um, because oftentimes we shut ourselves off from the craving because of lots of other stuff. So letting ourselves crave, letting ourselves desire. And then from that place, becoming aware of when we go into judgment and when we're going into the shoulds. Oh, I should be married. Oh, I should 
do X, oh, I should do Y, or my relationship should be like this. Like when that comes up, shifting out of that into I want, like I am a full yes to this and I'm allowed to want what I want. So I really help women differentiate between the should shame voice and between the voice of desire. Um, and that, that is the journey of coaching essentially. Mm, that's a beautiful, beautiful journey. I find, you know, in my courses, I make people tell me their intentions and usually they tell me what they don't want. You know, mm -hmm. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. And I go, that's not an intention. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's called negative intention. What you focus on, you're going to get. So it, I realize it is very difficult for people to come up with what they want for exactly what you just said. You know, they've lived a life of not even having permission to want anything. That's it. Or especially women. We've had to be, I mean, women's education is to be covert. I mean, we, you and I came, come from a different decade, but I can tell you that I was educated by my mother to never beat a man like in bowling. Mm. to never, um, you know, be better or appear to be smarter than a man, you know, a boy at the time, a boy that I was dating. And um, other things like how to covertly get what I want by manipulating. Like she taught me all this manipulation. Like she'd say, oh, he's, he's at the door. You stay upstairs for half an hour. And I go, ma, I'm ready. You know, like I'm dressed and I'm ready to go out. And she would say, no, he has to wait. Mm. And so I'd be upstairs, <laughs> go, like, like in prison, going like, I want to get out of here. And, you know, different things. She taught me different things. I mean, like, she, she thought that was right. You know, like, don't ask directly for what you want, but find a way to, like, hint at it. You know, men don't get hints. They don't, hinting is not, you know, you have to tell them, you have to knock them on the head and go, you know, this is it. This is what I do. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. I, you know, like when you're saying that, I'm actually becoming aware of that part of me that is dying, which is I have to be a victim in order to be loved or I have right. to, oh. something has to be wrong in order for me to be loved. And the other day, um, just recently, I, I forget what the conversation was, but I, I was with uh, one of my partners, and, and he said something like, um, what did he say? He was like, I, I refuse to allow you to be a victim, or I, like, I refuse to do this for you. Or, or, he, or And then he even joked about how he was allowing me to be a victim at a certain moment, and it really helped me. Like I took a step back, and I realized, like, how often do I relate to men at times as weaker in order to build ego and to like feed their ego and also to like build connection and how often am I, am I my authentic self? And I think this is just our work as women, like always uncovering the layer from when am I playing a role and when am I just me and, and how can I allow myself to grow more as me instead of that role? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, I was sure, you know, I was never going to be a victim. So I, you know, that, I guess I was angry about that too. You know, I, I noticed that girls got more attention if they, if they needed rescuing mm. and, and I never needed rescuing. I never wanted to be rescued. And so I would get really angry if I saw somebody like playing that, you know, playing the femme fatale. I can't pay the rent. You must pay the rent. You know, and some guy comes in and like rescues her and pays her rent. You know, no one ever paid my rent. 
Um, but I had a, fu- a funny thing happen. I was sick once when I was driving home from work one day and um, I got a, I had a temperature, like a fever. And I also got a flat tire at the same time. And I couldn't, you know, my father taught me how to change a flat tire and I wasn't going to like, you know, most of the time I wouldn't ask anybody to do it. I could do it myself. (laughs) And then I'm sick and I'm dressed up too. And I get out on this major freeway in Washington, DC. And I got, and I, I say, Oh God, I have to have a sign that says help. And the only thing I had was like a piece of paper and a pink magic marker. (laughs) And I wrote help in pink. (laughs) and i felt like so helpless you know and i remember that being a big lesson like a man stopped and he was in a big truck like a kind of cowboy guy and he said lady i'll help you change that tire and i was i had to tell him that i could actually do it myself but i had fever and i didn't you know like i didn't deserve the help so i had to get over that too you know it's like all of it so much conditioning to not yeah. be real. Totally. And I know for me, if I'm in that victim place, well then I'm, I'm also not really able to receive help because there's a difference. <laughs> yeah. Right. There's a difference between saving and assistance and the victim wants to be saved. Like save me from my life. I can't do anything. <laughs> but like the one, me and my power is you can meet me and let's take care of each other and enjoy that mutual caring and, and, and really thrive in that. It's a completely different energy. Yes. Well, lately I've, I'm seeing that on, on Betty Martin's Wheel of Consent, I'm mm-hmm. seeing that there's a lot of eros in the taking. And if two people are like really self-sufficient and really meeting each other, like being met, they actually can have an interactions where they both take. And they take and take and take. It's like they feed off of each other in a really healthy way. And one that feels so all consuming and so like, yes, you know, feed from me. I have so much. I have so much to give, but I'm not saving you and I'm not servicing you. I'm actually just freely allowing myself to be taken from. And it feels like being ravished. Mm. Oh, I love that word. <laughs> I know it's, it is, you might find this to be interesting. The, when I'm coaching women, uh, most of the time, and these are women who have their own businesses or are about to have their own businesses, very high functioning, very independent, brilliant people, um, people who are creating change in the world, whether they have a business or not, they're just big livers and they, they act out loud. Nine out of 10 times, they're learning how not to give so much. It's like they're learning how to, to receive and stop filling in blanks and stop trying and stop molding themselves and doing for the other person so then the other can actually meet them and begin to show up for them and, and give and meet their needs because they're no longer um, pretty much being codependent and forgetting themselves. Yep. Thanks for pointing that out. That's so true. Yeah. I had to go beyond that to be where I am now. Mm. You know? like be able to receive as well. So it's great. I love what you're doing. It's very, very exciting. Very exciting for me hearing it and, and knowing, I feel that you're very powerful and I feel you're going to make a huge, um, and are already making a huge um, difference to people. You're out there. You're out there. You're, you're on, to me, you know, I found you 
uh, you know, on some groups that I'm on on Facebook and I had to pay attention. You know what I mean? Like you uh, captured my attention and you continue to capture my attention mm-hmm. and I have to take a look at you. And to me, you're unabashed, you know, and, and what, you know, what you said on segment one, you know, you weren't coming from that and you weren't brought up to be unabashed. <laughs> you had to pull layers off of you to get to where you are and you're helping other women pull these layers off of them too, so that they can have an exquisite life. Mm, wow, Lori, that, that feels amazing. I <laughs> thank you to be on this show and to be connecting with you and to know you as a person. I, I'm really excited to get to know you more because I have a feeling that you're going to, you're going to be a catalyst in my life in many ways. And I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Well, it'd be my pleasure. And, you know, I've, uh, you are, look, the other day you were writing about, um, you were writing about appreciating someone who shares a lover with you. Yes. And and I was like, I was reading that. My mouth was open. I was just like, fuck, (laughs) this is so good. And then I wrote, I said, I'm just finding my way. And you said, tell me more. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you. I have no idea. I'm just making it up as I go along. <laughs> you know, I am purposely in an open relating because I don't, I was a serial monogamist and I don't want to do that. I feel like it's, a, for me, it's a waste of time to have something like for five years that doesn't work out and then start again from scratch. Why have all these stops and starts? Like I'd like to just have, you know, access and the option to have multiple partners, whether I act on it or not, I'm acting as if I am open and I'm learning from other people who are successfully doing it. So it's like when you wrote that piece, I just went, Yes. Hmm. I didn't look at it like that. That's so good. So, I, you know, whatever. I, I'll, I'll tell you more as I discover it. <laughs> I promise, you know, you, you, you are inspiring me from some different perspectives. So, wow. yeah. I'm so smiling great. from ear to ear. I'm just soaking this up. <laughs> good. Take pleasure. Take pleasure. <laughs> I'm learning to receive even more. Receiving this, baby. That's great. That's great. So we're going to take another break here. And when we come back, we're going to find out how people can get in touch with you, you know, like where they look. Um, uh, and also any tips, like any, like, like a quick tip. If somebody is just hearing this and they say, oh, this is a message for me. You know, what what can they do immediately? So I'm going to leave you considering that for a moment, and we're going to take a short break. Hi, you know, I want to talk to you seriously about going on vacation. To me, vacation is really important, and I want to be somewhere that really stimulates me and really is fun. I want to tell you about a vacation you can come on where you can deepen your intimacy while also being at the perfect vacation. I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach and a prude beach and an exceptional nightlife. In really fun classes, every day I will take you deeper and deeper into couples, sensuality, intimacy, and enhanced communication. 
My classes include things like making love in the unknown, making sex last longer, sex magic, and intimate massage techniques. This year, I'll be teaming up with Michael Gibson to offer Just Add Skill for Men and Goddess Massage. He and I will both offer private sessions on all these topics and more. So, you're asking when? October 13th to the 20th. The location is Hedonism 2 Resort in Negril, Jamaica. I really want you to come on this vacation with me. I'm not kidding. It changed my life to be in an environment like hedonism. So to book, call Tom's Trips. The number is 800-285-0853. That's 800-285-0853. You have to say that you're with me, Laurie Handlers. Please book right away because accommodations are going fast. And this is really a dream vacation. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too. Meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach... I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add. Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say, Laurie Handlers told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. And we're back with Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers, your host. And I'm interviewing Maria Palumbo. And if you haven't caught on, we're having like a, we're, we're like having a, a, a love fest here. <laughs> On the show, and we're just meeting actually because we, you know, we've been following each other on 
social media, but this is our first time like really talking and, you know, there's some nice surprises. We, we have a lot in common. So Maria, if somebody wants to get in touch with you and they, you know, they hear this and they resonate uh, with what you're talking about, how, what's the best way for them to find you? Shoot me a private message on Facebook. Let me know that they would like to connect on a call. Um, also, if I don't respond right away, I've been getting a lot of messages on Facebook. Email me, maria at mariapalumbo.com, and then we can set up a call. It's my goal to get people feeling better um, sooner than later. So I like to hop on calls right away to discuss what, what they need and then a plan to moving forward so they feel powerful and they start feeling like they're in action instead of um, holding themselves back. So yeah, private message on Facebook um, and or shoot me an email. Okay, that's wonderful. And let's spell Palumbo because they may not. Yep. You know, so not Maria at Maria Palumbo is P-A-L-U-M-B-O dot com. Okay, good. Yeah, I know they know how to spell Maria, but I don't know about Palumbo. So I thought that we should do that. So, okay. So let's say somebody hears the show and they want to get into action and short of private messaging you and then the two of you hop on a call, maybe somebody's in another country and they, you know, they're, they're wondering about the time zones or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of reasons. People find their own time. What, something I found both working at Landmark and also being in my own business for years and years is that people don't always act on things immediately. Like they need to simmer with it for a while or stir with it for a while. And um, sometimes it's great to just give them a tip of something that they can do, some action they can take by themselves at first um, that they could, you know, that they'll see something out of, you know, mm -hmm. Uh, so do you have anything like that? You have like yeah. a hot tip. I have, um, I have a few thoughts on that real quick. Okay. So first, if someone's willing to get help, so I'm going to speak to you, like I, you, the proverbial you, you, the listener, if you're willing to get help, number one, celebrate yourself for that because you're the top percent of our society. The top percent of our society, the people who are making a difference and who are actually creating love instead of pain in the world are also people who hire coaches, are also people who do their work. Um, because we need other people who are very high level to hold space for us in order to be high level ourselves. There's just no other way around it. Yes. So number one, celebrate yourself um, for being who you are and being willing to take a risk to get help to be further along than where you're at. That's number one, that's really big uh, because it's not embarrassing. I, I talk to a lot of women who I can even hear it in their voices, you know, it's embarrassing that I'm needing help or I'm embarrassed that I'm in a relationship that's not working or my sex isn't working. Like, let that go and just be really celebratory and feel accomplished for the fact that you're even willing to get help. And second, um, yeah, second I would say, um, let me see if I can turn this to an action. Um, try not to be too cerebral because sometimes um, when we're high-level thinkers, creators, we can stay in our brain and think too long and hum and haw over getting help. Well, is this the right person? Do I have the money? Do I have the time? Blah, blah, blah. On the other side of that, we are compulsive and impulsive when it comes to stuff that's not good for us. You know, we say yes to people or things that are just not helping us. 
So be willing to say yes if you're wanting to get help. Be willing to jump in and take the risk and expand beyond anything you could ever imagine instead of holding yourself back and wondering, is this the right thing? Because um, if we're always worried, if, is this the right or wrong thing, we're never going to really do anything. So give yourself the permission to say yes and book a session with me or book a session with someone else to get a feel of what it's like to have someone hold immaculate space for you so you can show up fully as yourself. That's so good. Such great advice. I agree with you 100% on both points. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay, you heard it. You heard it from Maria. You know, um, know that people who are high level get coaching and take some action on yourself. Give yourself permission to go for it. It's so good. Really, really good. Maria, thank you. Thank you so much. It's refreshing, delightful, wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much, Lori. This is amazing. Yeah, really wonderful, really fun. Okay, so go to Maria, write to Maria at mariapalumbo.com. If you've heard anything today that stirs you, maybe you have a friend. You know, sometimes you're listening and it, it isn't you, but it's someone that you know. So have them get in touch, have them get in touch with her. So I'm going to be signing off for Sex and Happiness. I want to let you know that I will have another wonderful guest for the next show. And um, it's about you, you out there, you wonderful listeners. It's about you, your sex and your happiness. That's what I'm doing here. And as I do it, I'm getting sexier and happier. So let's do this together. Thank you so much. I'm going to be signing off now. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.